Hi there, I'm Sheena and this is the Lesbian Review Podcast. The podcast is a spin-off of the popular review website, thelesbianreview.com, where we review the best books, movies and music with leading lesbians by or queer women. The goal of this podcast is to bring you closer to the best queer media and give you access to interviews with people who are behind the scenes in creating it. Welcome to part two of eight coming out stories we love. I'm joined today by the fabulous Tara Scott, who is who is joining me to talk about Oh No, I Think I'm Gay stories. Tara, thank you for joining me. Hello. So the Oh No, I Think I'm Gay stories are stories where it's dangerous to come out. So this could be dystopian stories, there's political reasons or historical stories. There's, there's some sort of reason that it's not a great idea to come out. So it could also be that you could be disowned, you lose your fan base, you lose your money, you lose your career. So the oh no, I think I'm gay is coming out stories with consequences, which is very different from part one, which was, oh wow, I think I'm gay, which is just coming out stories where it's the journey of coming out. So why do you think it's important that we're still talking about stories where coming out actually has consequences? This is where I'm not thinking on my feet very well. No, that's not true. Um, Well, if you just think about the world, there are literally countries in which people are dying for being thought of as gay. Yes, definitely. Uh, Sorry, I'm trying to think through this and I'm an introvert, so thinking out loud is not one of my strong suits. I don't see a lot of those romances although i wonder if sharon munir did that with her book which takes place in india but i suppose given that there is a lack of that people in those kinds of countries have to rely on these stories whether it is about you know in dystopian settings or historical or whatever to get that experience that reflects their own it's not a one-for-one it's not like an exact translation of their experience but it still might be similar enough that they can feel seen when they read these books I also think that historically we've had such a tough time. <laughs> it's only been relatively recently that a large chunk of the world has made it even legal for us to be alive and to marry people who we love. I've been reading the Bebo Brinker series recently, which is um, it's a lesbian pulp series that Anne Bannon wrote in the 1950s and 60s. And it's very interesting Because it's kind of like a little time capsule of what it was like for gays and lesbians, well, and some bisexual people in in that time period. And it was meant to be this like ephemeral, almost like throwaway fiction. And because it was meant to be thrown away, she was able to make it very real rather than have to like be careful because censorship or whatever. And that wasn't that long ago. And to be reading about, like, the threat of police raids and bars and corrective rape and, like, all these things, some of which don't happen anymore, but some of them do, we're very privileged for the work that our elders put in to get some of the the legal accommodations that we have. It's not perfect. Even in the U.S. and Canada, or where you live, like, it's not... It's not like homophobia has magically gone away entirely, but it's a hell of a lot better than it was, and than it is in many countries. Legally, at least, yes. But books! Yes, let's talk about books. Okay, my very first pick is The Amnesia Project by Barbara Winks. 
she published it herself, and there's an audiobook version narrated by T.J. Richards. So here's the synopsis. Romantic suspense with a dystopian twist. What happened behind these doors? In the summer of 2003, three young women and a teenage girl take a trip to New York City. Only three of them return. Paige's disappearance makes deep incisions in the women's lives, impacting friendships, relationships, and careers. Joy retreats. Paige's older sister, Alice, seeks solace in alcohol. Danny vows to leave no stone unturned, feeling guilty and conflicted after 17-year-old Paige revealed her crash to her shortly before she vanished. More than a decade later, Danny uncovers the shocking truth. So Danny becomes a cop. You see Danny's investigation as she's desperately trying to find her friend's missing sister. The synopsis is not super clear. But basically, three young women went to New York City for like a fun weekend and they had to take the younger sister with, the younger sister Paige. Then Paige disappears. Like on the street, literally one day they're walking somewhere and she just disappears. And Danny spends her life trying to find Paige. And it's this crazy dystopian type of story. It is a romantic suspense for sure. And what happened is mind-blowing. Yeah, I don't know what to make of this because I'm a big baby and I don't know if this is a book I'm going to love or if I'm going to hate. It will blow your mind. It's a great read, though. It's really good. All right. <laughs> I feel like I can't really ask you anything, though, about the coming out elements because it sounds like it'll blow. It'll like ruin the twist. It will ruin the twist. Like, why did you? Okay, maybe I'll say this. Why did you choose this one as a must read coming out story? Because everything in this book is against them being gay. Okay. So since the title of this podcast is, oh no, I'm gay, (laughs) it fits. (laughs) All right, fair enough. (laughs) All right, so what's your first pick? Ooh, I like your first pick. I know, I know. My first pick is The Covert Captain by Janelle M. Ferreira. And the official blurb is actually not too bad, so I'm going to read it. Nathaniel Fleming, veteran of Waterloo, falls in love with his major spinster sister Harriet. But Nathaniel is not what he seems, and before the wedding, the truth will out. Eleanor Charlotte Fleming, forgotten daughter of a minor baronet, stakes her life on a deception and makes her name, if not her fortune, on the battlefield. Her war at an end, she returns to England as Captain Nathaniel Fleming and wants nothing more than peace, quiet, and the company of horses. Instead, Captain Fleming meets Harriet. Harriet has averted the calamity of matrimony for a decade, cares little for the cut of her gowns, and is really rather clever. Falling in love is not a turn of the cards either of them expected. Harriet accepts Captain Fleming, but will she accept Eleanor? Along the way, there are ballrooms, still rooms, molly houses, society intrigue, and sundering circumstance. (sighs) This book is so good. Oh, it's so good. So Nathaniel is pretending to be a man. Nathaniel is actually a woman. But but she has been in battle and earned all sorts of kudos for like her awesome warring stuff. And so 
even though she's she's not from a well-to-do family, she's brought into this wealthy home of Major whoever. I can't re- remember the Major's name. Major Sherman. whoever. Right, where she meets Harriet, the sister. Mm-hmm. Harriet never expected to actually get married. So the, the two of them have the most delightful chemistry. And it's this kind of like they become friends first sort of thing. Which was so cute. But the thing is, if Nathaniel is discovered, if Nathaniel comes out, then her life is completely ruined. Oh, absolutely. Like, she is only on a half-pay salary as um, a Waterloo vet. And she kind of needs to be able to live with the major. If she wants to be able to be around horses and I don't know, have enough food for proper meals and (laughs) all of those things. So there is kind of that, like it's fine while they're friends, but then the closer they become and the more they fall in love, the the more the threat ramps because it's her whole way of life. That's threatened. Absolutely. But she starts feeling these things for Harriet and Harriet starts feeling these things. And the major's thrilled because he couldn't think of a better match for his sister. Mm hmm. And so there's all these forces conspiring to out her. But it's so lovely. And it has some really kind of hilarious moments. And the language is highly immersive. So it does kind of feel like you're back there in that time. Yes. I find it a lot easier to listen to the audiobook than to read this because of the language. But listening to it was great. It was a fantastic audiobook. I haven't listened to it. But I'm glad to hear that. Um... Yeah, that's kind of just just go read it. Just get this book. It's really sweet, and it's often on sale. Like I don't know, read it and throw it a review. You're listening to the Lesbian Talk Show. TheLesbianTalkShow.com, your hub of podcast information. All right, so my next choice is Substitute for Love by Karen Cormaker, published by Bella Books. This book is actually a bit older. I'm going to read you the synopsis I wrote because I don't like the synopsis that is on Amazon. Substitute for Love by Karen Cormaker is the story of Holly and Rayner. This is one of the slightly older Cormaker novels, but it is without a doubt one of my favorites. You see, I love a good dilemma. I adore characters who are wounded or trapped by circumstances, and Callmaker delivers this in spades with this angst-driven story fueled by passion and pain. Holly's in a dead-end relationship with an older guy. He's always correcting her and taking time to do his yoga while she cooks and cleans for him. One evening, Holly's friend takes her to a woman-only dance where she meets Rainer, and the mutual attraction is immediate. This mysterious stranger stirs passion in her that no one else has ever been able to do and the two women leave together and go to a motel after their night together Raina leaves holly with this call me whenever you want me to make love to you there can be nothing else holly doesn't understand the ultimatum but can't stop herself and ends up meeting with Raina again the two women are caught in a whirlwind of forbidden romance that threatens to break Raina's carefully constructed world for Raina, being closeted is a life or death choice And when her feelings for Holly threaten to end her life of quiet suffering, she has to make some really tough choices. And it's Callmaker, so it's a really well-constructed story. 
So the first chunk of the book is from Holly's point of view only. So you actually don't know what's going on with Raina. She's this mysterious character. There were literally times when I said to Holly in my head, or maybe even out loud, Holly, go find somebody who can actually give you what Raina can't give you and isn't willing to give you. And then when you read Raina's story, your heart just explodes because you're like, oh my gosh, she can't come out. And now what? But it's Callmaker. It's a romance. It does have a happy ever after, but it does have all the angst and all the amazing stuff that comes with coming out. And it's still relevant today. I want to read this one so bad. I've read a lot of hers, but I haven't read that one yet. And when I saw that you chose it, I went and read about it and was like, oh, I need to push it up my list. It's so good, Tara. It's so good. Okay, so what's your your last one? Okay, my last pick is Damage Control by Jay, which I love so much that I put it on my top 10 list for 2015. I think it might be part of the reason why I was like, we need to do a top 10 list for the year. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I can't remember. But what I do remember is loving this book and reading it a bunch of times. And I am going to read my synopsis for this one. Grace Durand is the rom-com queen with a perfect marriage to her action movie star husband, Nick. Except the world doesn't know that she and Nick are divorcing, and with a new movie set to release soon with Grace's first dramatic role, there couldn't be a worse time for the tabloids to say that she's having a lesbian affair with her best friend Jill. Grace's mother and manager hires publicist Lauren Pierce to convince America that Grace couldn't be straighter, not knowing that Lauren herself is an out lesbian. But Lauren is professional, conscientious, and incredibly good at her job, and quickly proves she's the right person to keep Grace's image exactly what it needs to be. Lauren knows never to mix business and pleasure, but the more she gets to know Grace, the more she realizes she's not a spoiled princess and can't seem to stop the growing friendship. And those feelings of attraction? Not a problem since Grace is totally straight, right? Except she's not! Because she definitely falls for Lauren, and they are my favorite J couple ever because they're so freaking cute. But the thread in this case is that Lauren could in theory, lose her career if the public doesn't like it. So again, remember this came out in 2015. Even in the last four years, we've come really far with representation in Hollywood. I still don't know that a rom-com queen, though, would come out now. It probably wouldn't happen. And so there is kind of that threat there. And it doesn't help that her mom is there to constantly tell her how you can't let people think this is a thing. And so there's, there's like the element of her career, but there's a family element involved too, where it doesn't feel safe to come out. And it's a really slow burn because she also thinks she's straight at the beginning as well. So there is that coming out to herself before determining whether she's going to come out to the world and what that can mean. And, having to deal with like all kinds of confusing feelings and her husband's not a dick like he's all right too and it's just a really solid lovely romance like if you if you like celebrity romances and haven't read this yet i don't know why because you really should have and if you like coming out stories especially celebrity coming out stories like and playing the role herself like this great one that's up there with that okay that's great I think those are four solid choices for our theme of 
oh no, I think I'm gay. <laughs> and <laughs> and I think that's great. And if you haven't listened to our first part of this, because this is a two-part podcast, which was, oh wow, I think I'm gay, then mosey on back a couple of weeks and listen to that because there in that one we give you four other recommendations so this is part two which is why you get eight coming out stories it's four in each part tara thank you so much for joining me today where can people find you and your awesome self oh they can find me and my awesome self also podcasting on the lesbian talk show channel with the show les do books so if you like author interviews come check me out there every other week uh reviewing at the lesbian review lambda literary smart bitches trashy books all the lesfic you can handle you can find reviews there and you can also come find me on twitter at tara md scott and i will give you book recs and i am tweeting every day links to previous reviews so if you think there's still a book you haven't found out about yet that's a good way to find them and we have reviewed over a thousand books on the Lesbian Review, so I'm guaranteeing you there's books you have not read. And a, a chunk of those, a huge chunk of those, is Tara's reviews. So start with these four because these are excellent books, and then you can mosey on over and find even more. If there's one thing we are sure to do, it's overwhelm you with so many books, you will never, ever <laughs> not have a book to read. Never. It's so true. <laughs> and if there's like any particular, like, do you like friends to lovers? We got a tag for that. Do you like small town romances? We've got a tag for that. Do you like thrillers? There's definitely a tag for that. Yep, we got lots and lots and lots of tags. This has been the Lesbian Review Podcast. You can find this and other awesome shows by searching for the Lesbian Talk Show anywhere you get your podcasts. We're even on Spotify now find buy links to the books we spoke about in the show notes and if you enjoyed this podcast and want to see us creating more awesome content then consider becoming a patron not only does this mean we can keep on doing what we're doing but you get exclusive podcasts that do not appear on the main channel you can find out all about it on patreon.com slash the lesbian talk show the link is also in the show notes that's all for this episode bye bye Tara. bye sheena